arts. Ready for the world? We have quite of these to we want to try and settle some knots this morning, amen, and see some things. Ready for the work? Yes, you don't sound like you mean ready for the work? Yes, oh, somebody says, leave them. I like to say this together, our Father. In the name of your Son, Jesus, we receive revelation, accuracy, precision to in this morning. We receive clarity of mind, clarity of thought. We say there is no confusion in this atmosphere. We behold you as we see ourselves in him. Your name alone is glorified. And we are edified. Amen. 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 All right. Matthew 16. <clears throat> Hope you have your condiments. <laughs> Matthew 16. Amen. Amen. I think God is doing us good with the weather. <laughs> it is supernatural camp meeting season. So God, the weather has to cease for us. Because if this, this is not a typical New York weather at this time. So those of you that are coming to Rochester, thank God you did not experience the glory, the real glory, because God has done us good. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Matthew 16, verse 13, says, When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea of Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the son of Madam, and they said, Some say, Thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? <clears throat> and Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this unto thee, but my Father wishes in heaven. So we, we, we started answering some questions um, as we progress. And we want to see how we can tie some knots this morning so that we can quickly, quickly progress from this aspect. So we said, Jesus asked the question, who do you say that I am? And Simon answered and said, <clears throat> you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And we've been answering some questions and we've been answering questions on who am I? Who really are we? Why are we in this world? What's our purpose on this earth? And we said that in today's world, uh, there's been a lot of controversies about uh, the gender issues, the issues surrounding us in our world. And how many of you see that as we've been studying so far, it's very applicable in the sense that we, we are living in a time and world or a season where we are in the United States and, um, we, and so much is emerging and that we have to quickly answer certain questions before you start um, asking yourself your own questions so that you can be so clear on so many things. So we said, who am I? And we said, a believer can only know who he is in Christ. In fact, a man can only know who he is in Christ. We said that, right? 
He said for in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17, he says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So we said, <clears throat> we're looking at why we have names. We said we have names because it identifies us. We said we have we are families because it identifies us too. Then we started asking certain questions and we said, um, I just want to move forward. Instead of doing a paraphrase of what I've been doing, you can go on YouTube and watch the previous session if you missed any, or you wait till you shout on SoundCloud. Amen. I, I have to move quickly. So I want us to ask a question this morning, and that question will lead us into some things. Can we be left to ourselves in this world? That is, we said something yesterday, we said, Man is very, man is a product of influence. I don't know if you remember that. We said man is a product of influence. So that means, we said, one of the makeup of you that you are seated here this morning is that you are influenced. So that means you can't say you can't be influenced. And we said you just have to stay so long around the theme or around people, and we use the description, if I, if I remember correctly, I use the description of fire. And I said, if you stay so long around fire, you are going to obviously um, be feeling the heat after a while. So that means if you stay so long around both a good influence or a bad influence, you are going to pick it. It's how life is. I remember there was a time I started saying certain statements. And it was not a bad thing, but I was just saying it, I was just saying it unconsciously. Then somebody brought it to my attention, you know you've been saying this thing a lot. And I said, ah, no. You know, the first instinct in your head would be to deny it. I said, no, I've not been saying it. I said, ah, you've been saying it. And now, interestingly, before the call ended, and I said it. So I said, see, you just said it again. I said, ah, it's true. Then I now had to sit down. You know what I did? And I sat down, and I said, okay, where did I get it from? And that is one thing we don't do, many of us. We don't sit down to ask ourselves where we get it from. So we now find ourselves, see, if you move so much, if you move, this, let me tell you something. If, you, if your best friend is an atheist, and all your roommates, you know, we live in New York where 10 people can be living <laughs> then we can be living together in one, in one house. <laughs> and everybody is just cohabiting in just different compartments. If everybody in that house is an atheist and all of you are having conversations every day, just know atheism is, very, is at your door. <laughs> just know that atheism is just doing like this to you. Knock, knock, knock. <laughs> because you will start questioning things. I remember I was having a conversation with a brother, and the guy would just be giving me questions. And I asked him, and this is it. You know, as your pastor now, I can easily tell you, except you don't listen to my sermons, except you don't. But if you listen, there's a strain of questions you will have. It's very, it's very obvious. There are, just some, there are just some thoughts of questions you will have. Because some, one of the, most of the things is I do is to get you to think a lot. So I can easily project many of your thinkings. 
when you start asking questions around something so strange, the first question I ask you is, who, what, who, who did you speak to? I don't know if I've done this to you before. Uh, I'll just ask you. Who did you speak to? What, who did you talk to? Where did you read it from? Because you can easily trace wherever you are getting information from. So the confusion on your heart, you got it somewhere. You either watched a YouTube video, and I tell people, I say, you're watching a YouTube video of maybe somebody who is not even born again, who is just sitting down and trying to get views for himself and make money. I mean, YouTube is one of the most prominent careers you can have in this world now. Oh, yes. I did a research in YouTube. That was about two months ago. I was just thinking about how to make more money. <laughs> I don't know about you, but that's me. I was just thinking, I just, how can I double my income? So I just stumbled on something. And I started doing research on YouTube. One video can cost you to make, you can make at least $10,000 without tax from just one video on YouTube. So I now see why everybody is always saying, subscribe to my notification button, click the location. It's like they are forcing you to do it. It's because it's generating more revenues for them. So they will have to give you content that will spike your emotions. And I had to study the, the and I had to study the um why, what's uh, what's the brain behind content. So then I so and I started looking at thumbnails. They'll just put one catchy thing. What if God dies? You, you click it, say, hmm, you that you are evil, you that you are jobless before, that you are looking, you, are, you don't say, hmm, what if God dies? You click it. Then they will, and that's not what they are saying. Before they will talk about the what if God dies, it's just one second at the ending of the video. But they first wasted your time. So anytime I'm going on YouTube, I know what I want to watch. I, I, I know what I want to watch. You must be very intentional about the information that you get into you. I know what I want to watch on YouTube. If I'm not watching comedy, if I'm not watching a sermon, most of you that comes to my house, you see, I'm either watching a sermon or a comedy, or I'm watching aviation because I love all these aviation things, all these people that fly first class, all these people that are just doing airports, plenty. I, those are the things you will see on my sash buttons. You won't start seeing things that does not concern me. So I say, have you heard this preacher? Oh, it's not my business. I've not even finished listening to my old pastor. I will not be saying, are you getting what I'm saying? So now, you must be very intentional about the kind of information that you feed in. Because you know what? You are not neutral. You can be easily influenced. And in fact, it's not that you can be easily influenced. Man was designed to be easily influenced. I don't have time in this camp meeting. So I say, you don't have time, but you have 11 sessions. I really don't. <laughs> we, we in church will continue the study. So my other commission glory to God. Yeah. We'll continue the study. Indeed, he's saying glory, and I'm wondering. You are going back home. <laughs> so now, and now, so now, we'll continue the study. And one of the, one of the things we want to study is... The conversation that Eve had to, had, had to have with the serpent. It was an exchange of an information. They had a conversation. And the conversation, and I'm not going to talk about it now, but we're going to talk about it in church. 
And we're going to probably towards December into next year, we're going to we're going to pick it again, that conversation, and we're going to look at it even in the supernatural worldview contest, and we'll look at it scripturally, and we'll look at that conversation. You know, the, the serpent just came and said, Ah, as God really said, you should know it all. And she started conversing. The truth of the matter is she had authority over that serpent. She's not supposed to have a conversation with it, with, the, with that serpent. She was never supposed to engage the serpent because she had authority. She's just supposed to get out of here. That's all. But many of us, we are engaging in conversations with people all in the name of, you are curious. All in the name of, all in the name of, I just want to know more. It's not a crime to know more. It's not a crime to, to, at, least, to at least press further. Ha. I have seen Christians, and I'm not, I'm not proud to say it. I, I mean, I'm still very, 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 very young. I mean, very, very younger than even all of you. <laughs> it's you that know me. I, I, forever young. I want to be. That is me. <laughs> I'm not going to go do. <laughs> but so, now, listen. I have seen Christians who have turned away from the faith very active, all in the name of so many, looking for so many information. Some of you, you know them. They are in your dormitories. I, I mean, me and Chemaka, we met someone that he used to, his father is even a pastor. And the guy said he's an agnostic. And I'm wondering, where did you get it from? The guy now said, I've been reading things on Google. And do you know, let me tell you something. It will start from one catchy phrase. It will start from one catchy phrase of one, um, uh, did God, is God really God? He said, hmm, let me check it. Then from the let me check it, you will start clicking on, do you know YouTube has algorithm and internet has algorithm? You start checking on so many other the God, the God, then you you start thinking. Then the next thing is, Pastor, I have a question. <laughs> Pastor, can I see you after service? I have a question that is really troubling my heart. What's the question? The God, ah, is that what we thought about this afternoon? He said, no, it's Pastor, it's just troubling my heart. Where did you watch YouTube? For somebody that wants to make money. They want to, you see how the devil works? The devil is using them, and they are making money. They, they in their mind, they are seeing it as money. You, you are seeing it as, wow. And you are getting confused. YouTube has algorithm. I mean, even the internet, that's why it seemed like. So, in fact, we did a research in the last couple of weeks, and we said, we, we, look, we looked at, why is it that when we talk, it seems like the internet can easily pick. It's like, if you talk now, if you say, if let's say you start saying Santorini Greece, Santorini Greece, when you get on Instagram, the next thing on your field will be Santorini Greece. You're not wondering, are they hearing what you are saying? Eh, it's actually algorithms. Then you wonder, are they reading my mind? It's actually how the internet work. They now explain it to us. Now, it's not that they are reading your mind. It's just basically that you, because you are using your phone a lot, that's, there's just that, it's like saying, it's like saying it's reading your mind somehow, but not like the way you think it that is devilish. But that's just how the internet works now. So if you now start asking, if you start thinking of the question, you will see it on your YouTube. <laughs> that's the truth. 
And those things has led so many people into error. I told you about a professor I met when I was in school years ago. And this was, I will never forget that class, Communications 102, I will never forget it. A very young professor, if he's, he should not be up to 30. I'm very, very young. And he was just teaching us, and he was very intelligent. And he just said, um, he said, he now gave us a brief story. He was teaching something, he now gave us a brief story. Then he said, um, when I was much younger, I used to have a lot of questions in church. And I, some of you, are, I'm sure you have, you've heard that in your outreaches before, where you see some people have been chased away from church. I, I, I've never heard it before till I got to America, where people have been chased away for asking questions in church. I have never heard it before till I got to America. That, uh, so the guy said, the man said, I was asking too many questions in my Sunday school, and my Sunday school teacher and the pastor spoke, and they said, please leave the church. I said, I raised up my hand. Hi, sir. <laughs> I can't hear that thing. In fact, you know, it's a very early morning class, and I'm not an early morning person. So it was like a 7.45 a.m. class. So that time I was still, I was still, I was still, I was still looking like, oh, just be fast, just be fast, just be fast. So as I just said, I was chasing away from church. Hi, sir. I just, <laughs> I just immediately, what did I hear? I said, please, sir, what are the questions? All the students were looking at me because that was the first time I would speak <laughs> in the class. I said, please, sir, please, can you ask me what are the questions? He said, you're a little late. I mean, um, I believe in Buddhism. And because Buddhism seemed to be answering my questions well. And asked, how did you start believing in Buddhism? I said, he did research. And I know it's a lie. The research is that he watched videos. Or he went to read something on Google. So don't, don't think you can't be influenced. Don't, man is a product of influence. Don't forget we are looking at who are we. See, let me tell you. I remember there was a time. I started reading so much about, uh, um, if you will remember those times, we, we, uh, we just started reading so much about, it's not good to pray. If you will remember those times, we just started saying, we just started reading so much about, ah, there's no, there's, what's, what's, what's the cause of prayer? God has done it all. This and that. So for three months, if we want to pray, we just say, why are you praying? Wake up. God has done it all. Ah. I just remember that, hey, madness is calling. You know, when the devil just starts showing up in your dreams that you have not been dreaming before, ah, ha. <laughs> I just believe somebody somewhere was just praying for my stupidity and my madness. Because I will now put it on my WhatsApp status. Prayer is over. You can't imagine. Now, now think about it. You say, I'm sure you'll be picturing mission is possible. Ah, uh, you will picture all the prayer meetings and wondering, eh, Pastor, are you are you really sure you said that? I said it. I put it on my WhatsApp status. Prayer is over. This was years ago when WhatsApp was just starting. So prayer. Ah, you know, long later, I call favor. I said, madness is worrying us small. <laughs> you better let's start praying. Because if you read so much, if you start reading, if you stay so long in an information, it becomes who you are. You know, many of the food, how many of you have eaten a food you have once, how many of you have, how many of you, some foods you like today, you've won't criticize it before? Let me see your hands. Oh, yes. But do you know that it took you somebody to convince you 
I say, just try it out. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? There's, there's so many things that I eat today. I used to be, I, I thought I was a very picky eater. The only thing I still don't eat today is greens. I don't like salads, all those leaves. And my mother has tried her best. I'm sure she's watching and she's laughing now. My mother has tried her best. But I just, it just did not click. But there are so many things I've eaten that if they told me that we eat it maybe 10, 5 years ago, I would say it's a lie. You know, I was telling you about Lansaya yesterday. If they told me, if I was eating it in UK recently, yeah, I was in UK a couple of weeks ago, and I was eating it, and my friend said, You can eat this now. <laughs> he said, You cannot eat this. He looked at me and said, Eat it first. I ate two spoons. He said, Eh? I said, try. He said, no, I will stay with spaghetti. <laughs> but you know, that is exactly how man is a product of influence. Somebody just put me to it and I liked it. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is how it is. So that, that is part of what makes us who we are. That is part of what makes us who we are. So, a big question we have to ask ourselves is, can we be left to ourselves today? Because it seems today that we are reaping the harvest of anxiety, depression, chronic isolation. A lot of people, they are just running. You see that even the um, um, social workers in the United States have had to increase because a whole lot of people are suffering from chronic isolation, chronic depression, so many... So many people have, the, all those people that are working with the government, um, state health department, they're having to do so much. Because people are on the rise on so many things. And that's because of the seed we planted on teaching people that you are unique. You are unique. You, 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 are, you, are, the, you are the best of your kind. You are the, you, you, see, nobody has your DNA. Nobody has your fingerprint. You are the this. You are now feeling, you, too, you start feeling, oh, wow. I got it all, you know. And they just drive you into a sense of isolation. You know, we were looking at the biblical worldview yesterday, and we said that 37% of pastors in America slightly have a biblical worldview. That means other pastors have a worldview that they pick from the internet. So when they get to the pulpit, all they are reading for you is, you know, I, there was a book I, I read, you know, in, I, when, during Mission is Possible, there were some books I read, and I read one book where they put sermons that pastors can preach. That's the title. Sermons that pastors can preach in the United States. Ah, I opened it. Come and see. Memorial Service Sermon. Victoria Day Sermon. Thanksgiving Sermon. Can Christmas Sermon, the Sermon, Martin Luther King Day Sermon, uh, Mother's Day Sermon, Father's Day Sermon. There was virtually from January to January 1 to 31st Sermon, every Sunday as a Sermon. So I now thought to myself, wow, if a pastor is really following this kind of book, the church members are in trouble. And believe you me, many people are following it. Because it's one of, it was in the 20th or 21st century, that is in the early 2000s to 2000 and 2010 to 14, because I kind of did the research, it was more of the highest selling. So I was wondering, so pastors were buying this. 
And people still use it today. So you see pastors today or the people, they'll tell you, I was watching a Netflix movie, and from that movie, I just learned. You know them now, they're on your TikTok. Stop doing, hmm. They just, say, uh, they just say, I just saw them, uh, they just say, I was just watching the Netflix. So they are picking their worldview from a movie. When they're supposed to be influencing the Netflix. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. And we now live in that world. And a lot of people, I, you know, I told you a story of a pastor who told me, and said, you're having a two-hour two service. I said, ah, two hours is not even enough for me. I said, sometimes I even used to beg my members to give me more time. I said, sometimes we, we struggle, I'll just bow my face and continue teaching. <laughs> I just, after I was just saying, sorry for taking your time. <laughs> those of you in Rochester know what I'm talking about. Actually, those of you in Tuesday service, I just saw that, I just said, guys, please, please, please. So we saw that we leave Tuesday service 10, 10, 30. We don't be having a good time. Because how do you expect me to finish? Even the Tuesday service is not enough. Are you getting what I'm saying? And some people, they are picking their worldview from a Netflix Sam. Let's please. We're in that same Netflix. Two boy and boy. <laughs> you, know the, you know the rest. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? And those things as a way it gets to you. It has a way it gets to you. So don't think. You, so you have to be very careful of the kind of informations you feed on. You have to be. You have to be very careful. Because we said that a man's worldview is shaped by the things he reads, the things he exposes his mind to. You know, we spoke about the cultural worldview yesterday. And we said different cultures, the way you will see things, it's just like... Um, uh, um, food culture. I remember we we had to influence Lee to eat uh, to eat fufu uh, pounded yam in Maryland. <laughs> she said, "Is this how we eat it?" I said, "Use your hand." Even me, I don't use my hand, but I wanted her to use her hand. I said, "Just use your hand. Take it that way." She said, "I've never eaten this before." I said, "You will enjoy it." And she ate it. That she enjoyed it. You know, that is how it is. I'm sure now she will go back at our back and go and buy it. <laughs> but you see, that, that is exactly... Now, but do you see that? That's a culture that I just passed across. She too was not telling me about her own food. That I, I looked at it and it looks like... Eh. <laughs> I don't know if I will tell this one. The food I see on Instagram, I'm just like... Never, 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 never in my life. The thing will look like water mixed with just color. And you just be wondering, is this a food? But some people, that's their best meal. But do you know, let me tell you, if you mix with them long enough, it will become your best food. Oh, yes, it will. As much as I'm very cultural and I like, oh, my Nigerian food so much, Anytime I'm in Nigeria, I used to miss steak. So for some reason, I'll just be feeling, I just don't talk, but I'll just be eating the food, I'll just be, at least, I'll, in my mind, I'll just be conditioning my mind like, eat now, eat now, 
There's no African restaurant in Rachel's style. Eat now. Eat now. But somewhere in my mind, I'm missing. Ah, the first thing I want to eat when I get back, McDonald's. And I'll notice something. Then I say, McDonald's is America's first to go food. You will miss McDonald's anytime you leave the America. Try it. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Oh, somebody that is talking, uh, somebody that is saying yes, I has a franchise deal. Every day. We had to pray against, <laughs> we had to pray against our daily McDonald's. You will miss it. Or you will miss Chick-fil-A. Oh, Chick-fil-A is the best. <laughs> you know, some people, some, some people, they ought to be, some people, Chick-fil-A ought to be growing <laughs> in the essence of people. <laughs> You will miss it. That's because you have missed your culture. But do you know, if you now stay so long with another culture, you will like it. I remember when I started missing with some Ghanaian people. The person is, she's not Ghanaian, but she loves Ghana, thi Ghana things. So she can cook wache, she can cook uh, Ghana jollof, she can cook some of those food. Somewhere in my, somewhere within me, I just started liking it. I just, and me, I would call, I would like, rubbish, rubbish, couscous. I would say, what's this? <laughs> I criticized that couscous for long. But suddenly, I just started missing the couscous. If I had to call, I said, please, where will you make couscous for me? Are you getting what I'm saying? So that shows that man is easily influenced. So, the reason why so many people veer into that social vices they are in today, let me tell you, they did not wish to do it. They don't. Nobody wakes up in the morning and just say, I would love to kill somebody. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. Just wake up in the morning, just say, I want to go and shoot everybody. You see those videos online now. Where you just see some people just be on their apartments. They just tell, they don't say, why are you disturbing my life? <laughs> it's not as if they, it's probably the films they've watched. And that's because, that's why you also be careful. All these, uh, if you like all these action movies too much, they'll be shooty, shooty, shooty. That's where they learned it from. I'm not joking. You, as neutral as those things is, as it, you just think it's entertainment. Somebody in his mind one day, that, why do you think when you were younger you were doing ice and water? How many of you know what I'm talking about? I just, you were, you were, how many of you when you were young, especially boys? Maybe ladies were doing, who is it, the guardy? <laughs> I don't know the ones they do in America now. Uh, which, which, Lee, can you help me out? Which, 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 which did they do there? Which, which, thing, which play do you guys play when you were younger? I don't see. Cats. Pick a boo. Ah. <laughs> Wait, do you mean pick a boo? Or, <laughs> or pick a boo? <laughs> sorry, I'm very sorry. <laughs> I, I'm not too used. I'm still trying to adjust. <laughs> so, wait. So. So it's not pick a boo, but pick pick a boo. Pick a boo. So you close your eyes, you open it. Ah. You know it, but Tyler. 
Oh, eyes and teeth. That's their own version. Police and teeth is their own version of pick a boo. Of tie. Oh, tag. Oh, so if I catch you, oh. So that's their own. Huh? It's eyes and water, job. It's police and teeth, job. Which one is a tie? Police and teeth, job. You know, that's, that's, that's how it is. Oh, I don't see. So, which one? This PK Boo, wait, I'm very curious about it. <laughs> it's your babies. PK Boo! Oh! PK Boo! PK Boo! So, that's what they do. Oh, wow, okay. I feel like I will get to Tuesday service as a peekaboo. <laughs> so don't worry. Just imagine, bro, just imagine I come to no trade day and I say, peekaboo, peekaboo. <laughs> Which other one do you guys have? Which other one? You people don't even have much. Eh? Speaking rope, jumping, jumpy, huh? skipping rope, need you. Is, is, do, double judge, eh? Ah, the, your, the English is too much for my double dutch. Is this skipping rope? skipping rope. But so two ropes, it's not the same. It's not the same as skipping rope. Eh, so it's. Ha. 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 Okay, so many, so many. So now, we have so many. Are you see that? Man, are you see that? Man is a product of influence. <laughs> the one that can't leave my mind is Pikapu. <laughs> you have influenced me already in this service. So I just come and say, Sister told me, Pikapu. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> you see now, my dear influence. I feel like I will just tell to me, say, Pigaboo, Pigaboo. <laughs> okay. I, I command it to leave me. <laughs> Uh, but still, you still pick a move, pick a So, oh, I'm teaching you man is a brother of influence now, but you already influenced me in this service. So that means if I stay long, if I stay too long around pick a move, pick a move, I will just be doing it so much. So that means a man's mad. So this is exactly who we are. So you see that the way we talk, the food we eat, the way we dress, in fact, the kind of names you are planning to name your child or the name you name your child, <laughs> it's all influenced. You like it, you say, oh, I'll give my child this one. Are you seeing it? Your child, are you, are you seeing how everybody is? But what must shape our life as Christians? is that we are born of the world. Say, I'm born of the world. You are born of the world. 
So, we said that, so the biblical worldview, it shows us that we can, so we said, let, let's, before we get to biblical worldview, so a man's worldview is shaped by the things he reads, the things he exposes his mind to, so a believer must not get to a place where they abandon the faith because of the discoveries that have been made. And because of the kind of discoveries that are coming up, and we still come up because the discoveries are not stopping anytime soon. Now, Eleomos is already building things in mass that only the rich can go. I think they said it's already almost completed or it's completed. So you just, you, if you are tired of the earth, take a vacation, pick a boot to. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you guys. I'll pick a boot to mass. <laughs> so you just go to mass and go have a vacation and come back. Different thing. You now you must not get to that point where all of those things now shapes your life. You mustn't get there. So why being exposed to new information? The believer's worldview must be shaped by the scriptures and nothing apart from the scriptures. Because you are first a believer. Remember how we started from Wednesday night? We said to know who you are, who you are, you must first understand that you are a man and God created the man, right? And we said your purpose is tied to this earth, right? We now said that because you are on this earth, your purpose, your identity is key. And you cannot know who you are except you know what God has done in Christ Jesus for you. Except you see it in the written word. So, the believer's word you must be shaped by the scriptures. That's why you read in Genesis 1 verse 1 to 2. It says at the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. That word create means to give purpose to something. It says the earth was without form and void. That word without form and void refers to without order. So what was the writer of Genesis teaching us? It was that from there, there has to be a particular order. It means from the person who is giving meaning to it. That means there has to be an order to your life. A supernatural order to your life. So, I expect you, even in the course of this camp meeting, to start asking yourself, what is my worldview? Where do I get the information? Okay, you know, you can sit down and ask yourself, just like me now, I love music so much. So much. I mean, I love music so much. I list, I, I'm quite very versatile with music. I listen to Virtually almost all kinds of music. Gospel, everything, I listen. But it does not shape my worldview. You will not hear me in church coming to sing you. Uh, which was the trendy? See me say, I say, I love music. I don't even know the trendy one. Agudagaram. <laughs> I'm sure some of you don't understand what I'm saying now. Let me look for the ones that you can relate to. <laughs> Let me look for the one you can relate to. Eh? Make me one. Make me lose my eh. That one that is trending on TikTok now. 
Make me wanna let me juice my dog. No, it's not Charlie. Okay, there's one that I know. Um, uh, this is what they used to do when people are migrating from one place to another. It goes all and all and all. It do, 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 do. <laughs> so, imagine we get to church, then we now remix it. So he said, he goes, it's just Jesus, Jesus. We now, you know, we are, we are running mental. <laughs> I saw a church service. <laughs> or just I go that guy, you know, say, I go worship him. <laughs> I saw a church service. They were singing the video song. They say, eh, no, hey, they sang I'm on available in church. You know, that's how God does not use them. Imagine you keep singing, I'm unavailable for God to use. <laughs> There's another there's another song they're singing this one. Eh, eh, eh. They go feel no, it's not they go feel it. <laughs> is this this one? Uh, uh, this one that it looks like that looks like it was singing uh, gospel. So that looks like it was singing gospel, but it's not gospel. minus, and they were singing it like Jesus was coming down. We're in time, so. <laughs> so imagine, we now come to church, we now remain six. Jesus, you in a minus. You can stop my devotion to you. <laughs> we can't do it. My best musician, you know it. I will not say it. It's a, it's a Grammy nominee now. Your favorite, <laughs> your favorite is not yet. <laughs> This is now a new Grammy nominee. So, 2024, we are praying in Jesus' name that he wins it. Amen. Amen. <laughs> glory, to glory to God. Say glory. glory. You see, I just did you something. You should not have said it. Influence. <laughs> but you say it. Huh? I'm just joking. Anyway, now, but that shows to us that man is a product of influence. We can't bring that. We can't bring the things of the world to the church. And that is what a lot of us, that is, see, do you know that? Do you know what some Christians we call that? Jesus, you can't stop my devotion. Jesus, I win. Do you know what some Christians we call that? A good church. They minister to me. That church is very lively. It's, it's, it's friendly. But when we say, bring your Bible. Write notes. Let's pray. There are two. Ah. Because people are giving people alternatives. Are you, are you seeing what is happening? So you get to church. 45 minutes, the service is like vapor. Just, you don't, it, there was a day I went to, to one church. I will never forget it. Me, so they said, let's pray. So me, I was see, Rabo, Shaba, Rabo. Huh. I, I, I just look around. Everybody was looking at me. 
I thought they said, let's pray. So uh, it wasn't a big church like that. So, so the, the pastor, so the pastor shared some things. I, I really liked it. It was it was quite it was quite a very a, a, a good Bible study. He was teaching us um, something around Jeremiah. He, and he did the suggestions. I was like, ah, ah, I like this place too. So, but I thought that that you know I teach now. You just do introduction. So me, I still thought ah, that's the introduction that. He just said we should quickly pray so that we'll continue the, the service. So because he just did the thing like it's like he was trying to do highlights. Like, so I, and I really liked the so and they gave us even key points to follow the study. So I, I was even taking, I was like, ah, I was already connecting the door, like ah, I'm seeing where he's going. I was so excited. So as he just did the touch up, ah. So me, I was thinking, so he just said, so Bergen, let's pray. So I was still thinking that ah, we we just want to quickly pray and return back to the study. So I said, just let's pray. I just said, ah, me, I was so excited. I was even praying that my eyes would open to understand. So I said, Rabosh, huh, huh. I just, ah. I now noticed that nobody is talking. It's just the keyboardist that is playing. Everyone was just, ah. so I opened my eyes. I, I first did, Rabosh, ah. I just, ah. I, I just opened, I just kept quiet. Because it looks, I look so weird. So they now said, after the prayer, they just said, so we'll go study the highlights back. I didn't understand. So I asked the person beside me, are we continuing this? I said, no, we're done. Eh? So service is over. I said, yeah, we. He said, you like it, right? I said, no. <laughs> I said, no, I don't. Because how do you expect you know if I tell you, go and, how many times have I told you, go and read it and you can't read it at home? Now you are seeing, you are seeing it. Are you getting what I'm saying? So why can't we be patient? and teach. And that's why I'm talking to all of you. Be ready to sit down for an intense Bible study. That is what will shape your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't be complaining when the teaching of God's word is going on. I remember during mission is possible when we're teaching for longer, everybody you look like some people wanted to die. So we're just, oh, no. hey. So we were studying, they didn't write Arabic. <laughs> they didn't write Arabic. They said, the miracles of Jesus said, no. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? So, a man's worldview is shaped by the things he, he listens to. So, the moment you believe in Jesus, your worldview must be different. Say, I'm different from the world. Are you getting what I'm saying? Your worldview must be different. It means that our worldview as believers let us know that God owns everything in the world. He is the creator. The worldview of a believer is shaped within what he has believed. So that means my identity, who I am, has to be well defined from the scriptures. The very minute I cannot know who I am from the scriptures, I am going to miss it. So my worldview is not defined by what the word says. I am not defined by what the United States of America has called me. I am not defined by the philosophies of life. I am not defined by my birth month. I am not defined... So we say, 
you are born in this, you are a this, you are a Pisces, you are a Scorpio, you are a Cancer. That, that's the one that I don't understand. How will you be waking up every day and say, I'm a Cancer? Ha! <laughs> so, you are not defined by that. You are defined strictly by what God says you are. Because from the very beginning, he has put order to things. You know, we did a teaching, I don't know if some of you have listened to it, a fresh start. And we said, you can begin again with your words, right? You can begin again with your words. So my identity is not because I trust in the human system. My identity is not because I trust in the American government system. I know the American government system is quite reliable, yes, but that is not my identity. My identity is because I trust in Jesus. Hallelujah. That is where my identity is from. That is where my worldview is from. That is where my mind, my thinking must be from. So that means we can study in church. You see that we have, do you know what, I, do you know what I'm doing in this camp meeting? I'm opening us up as Supernatural Community Church to a fresher page of study. So that means we will now pick different aspects of life and see how does the scripture talk about this. You know, we, we, I told those of you in Rochester, I told some of you that I'm going to start a series very soon, answering perplexing questions. What does the Bible say about this? We're going to start picking, what does the Bible say about homosexuality? What does the Bible say about lesbianism? What does the Bible say about, are you, we will start picking the different events. Okay, what does the Bible say about this AI thing? What does the Bible say about artificial inseminations? What does the Bible say about surrogacy? Are you getting what I'm saying? We'll start, so that our worldview must be shared from the scriptures. You know the reason why, do you know there are some religions that don't believe that you must do CFs? Hope you know. You see that that's a worldview. And those of you that are in the headline, you will, the way you are trained in the headline is that respect their religion. See, they say they don't want it. It's their choice to die. Abi, is it their choice to die? Those of you, nurses, those of you, is, is it their choice? They will have to explain to them the pros and cons. But if they say they don't want it, you let them go. That's their worldview. So we have to approach how does the scriptures see certain things. So that when we, you, do you see that? By this means, we can be able to rescue people. Do you know that some people, even in hot summer, they are still smoking. So you will be thinking it's the winter that is making them smoke. But they will come out, they will leave AC in the building and come out outside and still, you know we said yesterday we are not condemning anybody. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you hearing me? Tell your neighbor again, say we are not condemning anybody. We cannot condemn, tell your neighbor, we cannot condemn the world that God has called us to reach, we are not condemning anybody. So don't see what I'm saying. And I'm saying this so strong. Because a lot of people come to church, not you, because you are born again. Amen. Amen. Some people come to church just to hear some things to be angry. 
they will now say, the, the reason why I'm not coming to church is because of what the pastor has said. Some of you know now, supernatural community church. The, the reason why I'm not coming to church is because of what the pastor said. And the person came in the middle of the sermon. sermon. The person did not come from the beginning. Are you guess what I'm saying? But you say, I'm just, I don't like it. The pastor is too raw. So I should be what? I should be too soft. I should be, I should be an AI. Oh, we have to say, these are things that pastors in America are afraid to teach. Hope you know. Because they, they, they don't want to lose their members. Pastors in America are afraid to teach these things because even their members are on the edge. They are recording them. Say anything. <laughs> Try it. <laughs> they, are, they are recording it. Try it. Maybe, maybe we will not deal with you on... On social media. Are you getting what I'm saying? They are on the edge. So everybody is careful. So that's why their worldview has now been shaped to pick Netflix to explain a sermon. To pick YouTube. I saw a pastor. I, 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 not I saw. So it's not be as if I clicked it. I stumbled on it. <laughs> but I was watching a YouTube video. And this other had the, and that was the sermon. YouTube video of somebody that is not born again. And the child was like, who? 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 Preach it. Who? Period. Nobody was with Bible in the church. Because in fact, the, 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 the place was so dark. The building, the only the only the light was for the preacher. Everywhere was so dark, all in the name of aesthetics. We will never have that aesthetic in supernatural commission. I'm not joking. I'm the pastor, so I'm, I know what I'm telling you. You see all this, our light like this, better like it. We are not planning to do the money we used to do aesthetic. We have, we have different countries we have to send material to. We are not doing any, we are not doing any aesthetics. <laughs> we are not, if you don't like it, go. <laughs> But you will like it by the power of God. Yeah. Ah, you will like it by the power of God. I don't think We are not. We are not going to do. If you don't, if you don't, if you feel like the share is too hard, <laughs> it's intentional. Oh, you don't know. You think we cannot get comfortable share? You sit down like that. Hear the word. That's where. That's why you came. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, because a lot of pastors, these, these are things they are afraid to teach. They cannot, they can't correct their church members who are smoking because they know that people are smoking. And they know that if they talk about it, the church members will leave. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. They can't correct the tattoo. If I even met a pastor, I saw a pastor who said, he said it publicly, I even have to get a tattoo now. Since most of you are getting tattoos, I think I got to get one. And you see those things on TikTok now. You know, you get what I'm saying. You see them on YouTube. You see them on TikTok. In this our same America. Because they can't correct it. Because their members will run away. So now they are the messes of having to please people. And their worldview is being destroyed. So lives is being destroyed from there. No, but in our generation, we will uphold the truth. Are you getting what I'm saying? We are going to uphold the truth. 
We are going to say it as it is. No, no, we are not going to bend it. No, 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 no. We are not going to bend it. I told you, supernatural condition, you are not paying me any salary. So I can say whatever I want to say. I'm not collecting any salary from the church. So you can say any, I will say what I want to say. As far as it's in God's word. And you will like it by the power of God. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So their worldview has been changed. So you see people in the hot summer, still smoking. Still taking weed, you'll be wondering, where did they get it from? Is it that they watched a movie? Is it that they saw a friend, but he started one day from an influence? A majority of those influence is the devil behind it. Is the devil. And what is he doing? Let me tell you what the devil does. What, what's, the influence, what's the meaning of that? He influences them to do it to give them a confused identity of themselves. So, instead of them to see themselves in who Christ has made them to be, they are seeing themselves in the system of the world. This is, they will not tell you, this is just who I am, I can't change it. I don't know if I've people say those statements before. This is just who I am, I can't change it. I mean, I just enjoy what I do. A confused identity. I just enjoy what I do. I just, you know, a confused identity. So you'll be wondering, what is going on? It's just the devil. You, there's no two name for it. There is no two name for it. It's one person, the devil. So you see people, their lives moving in the way they don't want it to go. One name, the devil. So, who is influencing those people that are trying to make money from the YouTube? One person, the devil. And once they pick that influence, what happens next? It gives them a confused identity. So, they start seeing themselves in the way they are not supposed to see themselves. They start seeing themselves wrongly. They start identifying themselves wrongly. They start saying, I'm a bad bee. I'm just a bad bee. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm on live video. I can't say it. <laughs> I'm just a bad bee. They'll just be saying those things. You know what is happening? That's a confused identity. You know, I told you something yesterday. I said, if all this is, if if all the social media shuts down, a lot of all these Instagram buddies will, will be depressed because there will be nobody to there will be nobody to impress again. Their lives will reset. So it shows that they are following the patterns of, they are following the systems and patterns of this world. You see a lady expose all her private body on social media. You say, ah, I like the clothes. I want to buy it. And you know you don't have the body. Or you want to wear it by force to also expose your whole body. And you say, it's the devil that is doing you now. That's been influenced. It's the devil that walk with that wall, and the essence is so that you can. Why do you think we are? Why do? What do you think? Why do you think everybody is posting on Instagram everybody every day? What do you think social media is for? It's for us to pick influence from there. A lot of people will pick both the positive and the negative influence from social media. That's the truth. 
as powerful as social media is, is one of the biggest things that can give you a confused identity. I'm not saying social media is not good. I'm on social media to myself. But you've just got to watch your influences. Remember I told you, you are not immune. Are you getting what I'm saying? You've got to be guarded. You've got to be on the edge. You've got to understand that, ah, hey, I'm a product of influence. I'm a product of what I see. I'm a product of what I watch. I'm a product of what I hear. I'm a product of conversations I have. That's life. And that is who you are. So are you seeing it, brethren? Are you seeing it? So you see why you talk the way you do now? You see why you walk the way you do? You see why your mindset is shaped the way it is? Influence and your worldview. So, we looked at human rights and we said, uh, human rights, we've we've answered that question and listened to the other things we've said again. So, the questions are, is that worldview correct? Another question we have to ask ourselves, we will will answer those questions in this current meeting. Uh, We'll answer them in subsequent series in church. Is man meant to decide what man wants. And we're going to look at that in the scripture. We're going to take, we're going to have a stronger Bible study in church. Amen. Is it correct for men to have what they want? Because the believer must realize that every man is a product of influence. So remember I told you, I said, don't think you are not influenced. You are not an island of your own. I'll read you some words of Richard Bockham. And he said, Richard Bockham published something in 2011, and he said, freedom as such as a potent and an evil magic. is such a potent and an evil magic word that becomes dangerous. Indeed, some ways of understanding and practicing freedom makes it destructive of community. How can resources in the Bible and Christian traditions help us construct a positive relationship between freedom and belonging? So the opposite of freedom can't be bondage. So that means we have to ask ourselves a question. Am I free to do what I want to do? In this, you know, as America creates that room for 100% or even 150% freedom, do whatever you want to do as far as you're not breaking the laws. Just be you. You know, and that's what has led into all these things that we're having today. Be free to do what you want to do. Homosexuality. Be free to do what you want to do. Pride month. Be free to do what you want to do. So many things that we can't even say. So we, we, we said that no matter who you are, you are a product of what? Influence. So who determines our purpose? That is, who determines why we are here? You know, we said, there are some questions we said we wanted to ask ourselves. Who are we, right? I think we've not done a good job, but we'll continue. I'm, I'm just giving you paraphrase this camp meeting. These are things we're going to study in church. Amen. But look at something. I think you now understand a bit of who you are now and your makeup, what is, what is all about you. 
Now, you see where you picked things from. Okay. Now, who determines your purpose? God also. Because he put you on this earth. So that means, man's desires are insatiable. We always know that. And they will always grow. Your desires will grow. Last year, you might like a Tesla. This year, you may like a Wagona. You can like a Wagona this year, and next year, you like a Ford. Don't say, God forbid. <laughs> you can like a Ford this year. I like a Buke. <laughs> I like a Buke next year. You can like a Bentley. I like a Porsche. Or Dodge. The God of Dodge. <laughs> so you cannot leave man to himself. So man cannot be left to himself. So that big question of, can man be alone? Can man be left to himself to just do whatever he wants to do? That was not how God created him. And that's why I said, after this camp meeting, there are things I'm going to be teaching you in church. We're going to look at that Genesis issue again. Do you notice, in the Garden of Eden, there were specific instructions that God gave man. Don't touch this. Don't do this one. And guess what? The devil now came to have a conversation. So, that means God knows that the world he created, the earth he created, is full of so many things. But he has put a restraining order to us. Are you getting what I'm saying? The wheat, this, the, you know, I told you, I think on Wednesday night or yesterday morning, I said, no man was born with anything. We came all empty, right? So that means everything we find that is even destroying us, we found it here on earth. But do you know that sometimes those things are good things only if they are used in the right way. Do you hope you know gun is good only if it is used in the right way? I mean, when you see it with the police, you respect yourself. As far as they don't brutalize you with it. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. In Colorado, weed is legal. And that's because it helps them to do certain things in their states. Earthwise, too. In so many, so many places like that, certain things are okay. But you know what we have done? We have now overstretched the limit. In fact, how many of you know that at the back of a cigarette button, at the back of it, they'll tell you, smokers are liable to die young. They put it there. I don't even know. They put it there. They even tell you. But yet, we still don't have a restraint. In the Garden of Eden, and, and you know I told you, you must, you know, we started this in, in, in you know I told you, we, we started this study from Wednesday, and we said, the best way to understand is to go back to Genesis, the first man. What did God tell the first man? He put them in the place. And those of you that we've been studying, we looked at the supernatural world. We say it was a sacred space. He put them there and he gave them instructions. 
That was why even the disciples of Jesus had instructions. And we're going to look at those instructions in the course of this camp meeting. He gave them instruction. He gave the man he created an instruction. What was the instruction? Out of every tree. Now, you know, we've studied these things over and over. I said, okay, the tree is not, uh, is not physical, all of those things. But let's take it as literal. Are you getting what I'm saying? Let's take it as literal. Is it out of every tree? Don't touch this one. Touch this. But look at where the devil comes. Uh-uh, Alpha. As God really said, then you are now reasoning. Now, somebody will say, they died. Do you, notice, do you notice that after they left the garden, nothing happened to them? They were still alive. Adam still lived 930 years. He still gave birth to more children. But something was wrong. Something has, been gone, has gone wrong somewhere. So many a times, we do so many things and we don't feel like nothing is wrong with it. Because we have not seen the immediate consequences. Some people say, I've had conversations because I, I, I engage a lot of people a lot. Because it helps you as a preacher also to think so that when you are teaching, you are able to cut across so many things in your teaching. You are not just limited to so. So I, I engage a lot of people in conversations. And that's why I, I, when I do outreaches, I put, I put a lot of people to test and questions in outreaches just to see, just to get feedback. Now, I guess somebody, somebody told me, I, I, I heard somebody, I had an argument, and the person said, okay, what's wrong with smoking? Is it not just health reasons? What if I choose with, and say, I want to decide with my health, that my whole health, I don't care? I say, it's not wrong, go. And that's what the person said, it's, your, it's, it's really your choice. But, and I told the person, that is, you are seeing something differently. There's a worldview you don't yet have. You have not yet been fixed with a biblical worldview. We say, okay, should be, we deserve people in legal things, right? I mean, in the, in, in the hospitals. Okay, why should people not sniff it and all of those things? It's to tell you that right from the very beginning, there's been restrictions to man. So that means man is put within a jurisdiction. So this concept of human right and freedom that we preach into individualism is, ah, if we don't, if we are not careful, it can drive us into a big problem. Remember I told you something. I, I hope you have, how many of you are following me to this point? Let me see your hands. Because I'm getting you to think. What I'm doing in this community is getting you to think a lot. I'm, I'm going to have to do a whole lot of, that's why, for those of you who are blessed, you are blessed. You will continue in church. <laughs> so now, listen. Those, so now, from the very beginning, we said we have to look at man from the beginning. Man was put within a jurisdiction. But Satan came and had a conversation and made man leave his jurisdiction. You know, we're asking a question, who really are we? And immediately, they took the fruit. Do you notice something? Do you notice something? They read. If you, if you read the story literally, Adam and Eve started hiding. They lost a, self, a, a, a space of themselves. Now, God even came to them and said, ah, why are you running away? They now said, ah, 
God said, what, what, have you done what I said you should not do? He said, ah, even the women started blaming each other. He said, that blaming did not start from today. Pastor is the friend that you is the friend. Pastor is that is my mother. Pastor is my dad. Are you getting what I You don't be blaming everybody. You know, I taught you something in following gospel for your life. That accept the responsibility yourself. So that means we have to look back at the beginning, and something happened to man. Something happened to that man to those first people. So that means it's God who determines our purpose. Remember, I said from the very beginning, if you listen to a fresh start, I said something, I said, the scripture is a recreation story. Having to start again. God has always been having to start again. From a state of chaos into order. So that means when there is darkness, when there is chaos, when there is confusion, what does the person need? He just needs order. He needs light. So there can be chaos in the, in the life of a person. There can be confusion in the life of a person. That is a confused identity, a confused plan of who he is, a confused mindset, a confused... All the person just needs is order of who he is. He just needs to be taught again. He just needs to sit down under a teaching like this. Where his real identity, his real purpose is shown to him. So when I am preaching the gospel and telling people about the death, the burial and the resurrection of Jesus, or I'm preaching the gospel to somebody, can I say I'm restoring order back to the person's life? That is exactly what God is doing. And that is what God wants to do in our world now. From this year downwards or upwards. God wants to restore the lives of men back again. He wants to bring order to the life of men. He wants to bring peace into the chaos of men. He wants to bring a fresh start on their life. See, let me tell you, people can be delivered from whatever they are going through. It is supernatural. Therapies can solve it. Therapies can only manage it. <laughs> they can't. Therapies cannot solve suicidal thoughts. Only the power of God can. Therapies cannot solve depression. Only the power of God can. Therapies cannot solve that feeling of isolation. Oh, this. Only power of God. And in this camp meeting, we are going with the power of God to solve it. Yes, you know, yesterday now we said we are the answers to the questions of men. Yes, that is our work. So we said, you are making me preach. You guys are making me preach my, my almost tomorrow sermon. <laughs> so we said, who determines the purpose? God. So can human beings be left to themselves? No. So God is still in the recreation story. God is still trying to put things back to order in the lives of men. Let me tell you, God is not done with anyone's life. Let me say it again. God is not done. Even if he's an ex-convict, America can be done with his life and say, oh, he's, he has a treasonable felony. He can't work. He can't work with his social security again. 
but God is not done with his life. I went for a meeting in Colorado and I, I met this preacher. He's a preacher in, in the South America and he told a story that shook, that shook me to the bones. And as I heard that story, I just said, God, I see that this is what you want to do. I'll share the story with you guys. He said he was a drug dealer, an adding criminal. Like, he, he was suited. But despite he was suited, you could still see that his body is scarred. Him and his wife, they met in jail. They met in prison. They are a missionary today. They met in prison. And he said, he said they've locked him up nine times. And he, has, he said he has broken jail before. He has done so many things, ran away, came back, ran away, came back. He said jail became like a normal thing. That once he's going again, he does say. So his wife met him. He said both of them were both agreeing criminals. Him and his wife. They used to push drugs around South America, like all those Pablo Escobar things, moves. <laughs> they were doing those Pablo Escobar moves. Around, you know, I think it's those, that's where they do it in South America, or those Mexico, or those Peru, or those Ecuador, those are <laughs> Escobar, <laughs> Escobar moves. So he was doing those things. He said in the prison, his, his, I think his wife first got born again, somewhere supernaturally. He said, he, he said his wife now preached to him. He said, what are you saying? We still have, he said we are in jail, but we still have people waiting for us that we, we have to quickly break out. Some, we have some $15 billion to still cash out. He was telling us the story. How I was literally almost crying. My eyes was red as I was hearing the story like God. Because you will see that that's what God wants to do. And he said, he, doesn't, he didn't know what happened to him. He says, suddenly in the night, something happened. And it transformed his entire life. Hallelujah. Today, he's a missionary. He now showed us videos of several places he has been preaching at. Several crusades. I has also rescued people like him from prison now. And all those people now are now missionaries in South America. I said, I, I didn't know when I said, glory of God in the meeting. Glory to God. God is not done with people. So, they can be, you see them, see, I tell you, Supernatural Community Church, we have a lot of work to do. We are still going to build a place. I tell you, and I'm saying it by prophecy, by the power of God. We are still going to, just like what the Salvation Army is doing, we are going to build a place where we will teach people, we will pick people from the street, rehabilitate them, with the word of God, they will get their lives back by the power of the gospel. You know, they may not have jobs. They may not have things. We'll, though we will give them food. That's what we want to use money for, not aesthetics. No, 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 no. We'll get a place, house them, feed them, transform their lives by the power of God. And we'll see their lives changed. Only the power of God can do it. Even the social worker still needs Jesus. The social worker only went to school and is doing the job for money. Are you getting what I'm saying? They are not doing it for passion. They only went to school. Nurses can tell you. They are just there on the shift to make more money. If you die, you die. Those of you on the internet line, you know what I'm talking about. You are just there because you are just calculating after these 12 hours. <laughs> I'll cash out. 
Only the power of God can do it. And we're going to see more men like that in America. People have been, they've been dejected. They've been morally downcasted. That the world has given up on. That they are even, they they can't walk. They are treasonable felony. They are this. You know that some people, the reason why they do so many social vices is because they just feel like, since America has given up on them, nothing can happen. The counselor that they have assigned to them, or the DSP that they have assigned to them, has even given up. Oh, so what next? Nothing can happen to my life again. No, something is going to happen to their life. It's the power of God. And we are going to do it. God is restoring order back to the lives of men. And their identity will be shown. What is happening to them is a confused identity. They don't know who they are. The reason why men are not born again today is because they don't know who they are. They don't know what God has created them to be. Ah, you are making me preach tomorrow's sermon. <laughs> you are making me preach tomorrow's sermon. Oh boy. Hallelujah. God is not done with anybody's life. That's what we want to use money for. Ah, because, see, no life is a waste to God. Mm-mm. Every human being you see on this earth, God has a special plan for the person. Everybody. You see people who are struggling with certain things, who are struggling with so many things, they've gone to, they'll tell you, you, you see the several things on TV, if you are struggling with alcohol, call this number. If you are struggling with smoking, call this number. We'll help you. Even the person that is telling you call this number has a problem. The person is just doing it for work. To make money too. Only power of God. And somebody say they don't believe in the supernatural. You see that people are mad in this country. And somebody say they don't believe in the power of God. The only thing that can solve the problem. Only power of God can solve it all. When that man shared that testimony, I just speak something there. I said, ah, no. This is going to happen in the United States. Because he couldn't come for the meeting because of his challenge. They've denied him visa several times. So he couldn't come. So they had to show, him, show us, he had to preach from Zoom or preach from online. He said, tell your country I'm coming. He, was, he, was, he, was, he, was, he said, tell this your United States I'm coming. You people will not deny my visa again. <laughs> because, of, because, you know, they put him on so many issues and all of those things. So he couldn't make the conference. But if you see the passion he's using to preach today, I, that thing made me see that, wow, God is still in the business of changing lives. Frank Edward sang a song, and I really like it. God, my God is still changing lives. He's still going around doing good. He's still the same. God is still changing lives. He still wants to change lives. And listen to me. All of you represented here. Hmm? You, your families, will not have a confused identity. Because you came here, anything you represent will not have a confused identity. In the name of Jesus, 
So as you go around changing lives, your own is changed already. And we keep changing. In the name of Jesus. Let's be seated. Let's be seated. You are making me preach tomorrow, sermon. See, God wants to change lives. In the United States today, we need the power of God. That's why we are praying. Those of you in set one, you remember, we did eight hours walking around this city, just praying, praying on our feet. Why? That is what can answer the problem. That's the only thing that can answer it. We did 12 hours. That's the only thing that can answer the problem. That's the only thing that can change it. Prayer and the power of God. You know why? That, see, the therapist needs a therapist. The psychologist is just there to make money. You know, we are all in this America together. Everybody, is a shift they are taking. So they are telling you, talk to me. This is the problem. And in, in their mind, they are just looking at them. <laughs> and after, exceed your time. Maybe they will not charge you. If they really care, why are you paying money for it? Why are you paying money for counseling if they really care? It shows you it's the power of God that can solve it. So when you see someone who is morally downcasted, the only thing the person needs is Jesus. Are you hearing me? Yes, he doesn't need therapist. He doesn't need counseling. Your life can be better. That's not what can change it. Bah. That's why from today, we're going to be seeing people. You just be preaching. You just go on one mat. You just see someone say, you just touch the person. The person will fall down. Yes, under the power of God. Yes, you just tell the person, you know Jesus loves you. And from that statement, his life's changed. Yeah. From that statement, his life changes. Amen. Yes. It's like that. You're just going around. You're going on your outreach. You're just preaching the gospel. You're just talking to men. You just say, you know, you know, Je Jesus loves you. The person say, what do you say? Say it again. Say, Jesus loves you. And as the person said, he trembles on his knees. And from that point, he has another toll of Sasso's experience. That's what we are going to be seeing all over North America. We are changing this nation by the God, power of God. Yes. That's what men need now. No, man does not need another psychologist. Man does not need another therapist. You are making me preach tomorrow, Samuel. Man does not need another another. A, another uh, issue he needs Jesus and this work is supernatural since my preaching and my teaching is not with the enticing words of man's wisdom but with the demonstration of the spirit and power that your faith will not stand in the wisdom of men ha, such that when we preach our, our faith the words of our lips is changing the lives of men that the words on our lips Hallelujah. You guys are making me preach tomorrow, Salmon. You're making me preach tomorrow, Salmon. This work is supernatural. See, addictions cannot be cured by therapists. 
He said, oh, I've been struggling with smoking. I can't stop. Tell the person, I have a power. I have the power. Tell the person, I have the power. Say, I, I have the power. That's all. Touch him. That's all. He says, you will lay hands. That's all. And from your touch, I'll share you a story. You are making me preach tomorrow, Simon. Oh, Let's be seated. You are making me preach tomorrow, Simon. I'll share you a story. Me and Tofumi, we traveled to Chicago some years ago. And we met a man. We were just, I don't stop when I'm driving. I don't, the only thing I stop for is gas. It's now that I'm getting old and driving is now looking like a stress for me. Before, if, even if it is, for, I've driven 14 hours. And the only thing I'll just stop is buy gas, continue, buy gas, continue. It's now, I say, well, let me rest. I, I, I think the body, but my body is, I'm stronger. <laughs> Amen. That day, I just said, I don't know what made us stop. I thought I said, me, I don't stop, but we just stopped in that. We stopped in that um, um, rest um, area, rest area. And the caretaker of the rest area said something. He, as he met me, I just engaged him. I saw Bible in his office. I said, are you a Christian? He said, yes. Ah, he now started telling me how he believes in his, he's an idolic man. How he believes in the supernatural. How he believes in the ministry of angels. How he believes in power of God. I said, ah. And I told him, I believe in it. He said, but I have one problem. He said, my problem is that I'm struggling with smoking addition. He said, but I know, and I pray to God, that God will send an angel, and once he lays on me and he prays for me, I will be delivered. I said, hey, hey. I said, I'm here, I'm a pastor. I prayed for him, and he said, my life is changed. That was it. And interestingly, he, the, way he, let me see that, the way he believes it was so much that he said he believes in it that when you see the person like this, he will not see the person again. You remember? So, and as I walked into the person, I prayed for him. I heard it very loud and clear. Don't go back inside. I told, we wanted to go back inside. I told her, I said, it's you that will go back. I told her, I said, ah, God said I should not go back inside though. That the man, I didn't know. It was years later and I thought about it. The man believed something. He said, once he sees the power, once he sees the man that God sent, he doesn't see them again. That that's the way it works for him, that he will know that, okay, he's an angel of God that he sent. And as I laid hands on that man, he said, I feel something. That was it. She remembers. We prayed for the man. I said, I feel something. I didn't return back inside. And the man is changed. I know it. That's what the power of God does. That's what the power of God does. You are making me preach tomorrow, someone. Oh, Jesus. That's what the power of God does. So, somebody tells you I'm struggling with alcohol. I've been trying to stop. Just say, I have the power. I have the power. I'm the, I'm the answer to your question. I'm the answer to your problem. That is what God created you to be. That is who you are. I remember one meeting too. I met someone. Let me sit there. I met someone. I said, the person said, I'm going through this. I said, that's why I'm here. <laughs> I said, that's why I'm here. I said, what is it? I said, all right, are you, do you believe now? I said, I just laid hands on the person. That was it. That's it. He says, this ends. He says, you will lay hands. So your hands is not just for the sick. My hands are not ordinary. 
My hands are not ordinary. My hands are not ordinary. I'm making me preach tomorrow, Samuel. My hands are not ordinary. So you see them on Walmart. By seeing and knowing, you will just spot their issue. You just say, you just say are you going through this problem? But say, how do you know? Say, well, that's why I'm here. I'll pray for you. And right now, you will feel something. And from that feeling something, you will never return back the same way. Saul of Sassos, he saw the Lord Jesus. He fell on his feet and he raised up a new man. Many people will fall and rise up a new man. Many people, via your touch, they will, they will be tossed into a new man. They will be tossed into a new man. Oh, you're making me preach tomorrow, Samuel. I can't even go far. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray for me. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Play for me. Pray in the Holy Ghost. 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 Listen to me. We are going to rescue people from suicide. Suicidal thoughts. We are going to rescue them. You will spot it and you will lay hands. And their lives will be changed. It's supernatural. This thing is, is supernatural. A therapist cannot solve this. You and I know that they are just there for the money. They're just there for the money. Your seeing men these days will be supernatural. Men will come in contact with you. And listen to me. Hear what I say. You'll tell what I'm saying. Just by you talking to them. You could just be talking to them about the business. You could just be talking to them about just maybe even the just even the just um, you can just be talking to them even just about something natural. And just say, do you know that as you are, as you are talking? I'm feeling something. Something is just, they'll just tell you, can I call you back? Something is, that's something that is going to be happening to you. It's supernatural. It's supernatural. My hands are not ordinary. My words are not ordinary. My eyes is not ordinary. My thoughts is not ordinary. Says Peter's shadow. He says aprons and handkerchiefs were taken from Paul's body. So that means people can take handkerchiefs from my body and touch a madman. And touch a madman. 
So that means you can walk by homes and by walking homes, they are, san- they are, they are receiving their sanity. That means you could just walk by homes and just by your presence in homes, the mentally derailed person can receive their sanity. I remember one day, I saw one, somebody that was mentally derailed. I told my mother, I said, my mother had to beg me, please don't do anything, please, 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 please. I said, what well, we is senses we walk oh. Because me, I can't stand this one. I had to leave the place. Because me and the guy's eyes were looking too much. And I know if I do something, his senses will come back to normal. How will, how, will us, how will we be using people's problem in America to make money, brethren? And it's one of America's biggest revenue. You are mentally delayed. They will put you somewhere you'll be paying. We are accommodating demons. Not in my generation. Better just we come. Those of you that walk in those places, or those of you that are watching me that walk in, better jobs we come. But not accommodating demons. So demons are troubling the life of people. You two, you are, you are patting them. you came here by mistake, if you go and touch them, whoa, they will yell. Their senses will restore. Something is on all of you in this session. Something is on everyone in this session. And we are not ordinary. We are not ordinary. We have this in the night. Tonight. We are not ordinary. This afternoon into tonight. Have you even started preaching my tomorrow sermon? This afternoon into tonight. <laughs> we are not ordinary. I'm telling you. We are not ordinary. A man who is born again is a change man. He says, as he is, so are we. Yeah. He says, so, so, it's also as he is, so am I. So then I will read at 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who went about doing good, healing those who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Yeah. And as he is, so am I. Hallelujah. Your identity will be very clear to you. Who you are will be so clear. Let me tell you, I have always told you this over the years. The difference between you and somebody who is doing something better than you is knowledge. That's all. It's knowledge. It's knowledge gap. And in this meeting, we are bridging the gap. 
you are coming to a stronger point of knowledge. That's all. The difference between you and another Christian who seems to be doing better than his knowledge, he just knows something you don't know. But this meeting, this meeting, we are stepping up higher. <laughs> don't worry. This afternoon, this night, <laughs> you know, we said tonight is miracles night. Yes, sir. You might not be sick, but because you will come tonight, Even if nothing is wrong with your body, you will be so drunk with healing power that there will be no sickness that will withstand your presence. I will prepare you this afternoon to tonight. And Jesus will be glorified. This is what he has called us to do. This is who we are. Are you hearing what I'm saying? A therapist, a psychologist, counseling, AI. Let's just chat. Can't solve it. They are just there to make money. Those of you in X line, you know what I'm talking about. After you administer the job, you gotta find them somewhere to sit down. Only power can solve it. So you see those confused. You see those people walking. They don't even know what. They, they, they are just living life with no sense of purpose. No sense of direction. Those things burden my heart. Sometimes you just go to Walmart. You don't, you, just, you don't even drive around. You don't see people just standing. No sense of life. They just. We are going to rescue them. And the resources are here for it. God will give us the money for it. Because it's going to take a lot. We are going to change the lives of men. We are going to. We will. The money is here for it. Let's just thank God. This afternoon to tonight, we are going to have a great time. We are going to have a great time. Oh boy. I, like I told you, camp meeting is just starting. We did teaser yesterday to test drive camp meeting. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. So you have to be on the edge. Don't press the brakes. Tell your neighbor, say, don't press the brakes. Amen, amen. Thank him this afternoon, this morning. You know, you can put what I just said to test. After this session, go out. <laughs> just go and test it. And see that you are not ordinary. Ensure you just walk straight. I just say, look at me. That's all. That's all. That's all. That's all. When Jesus came somewhere, he says, just at his presence, the deep one started crying. He has not even said anything. He said, hey, please. Because you are not ordinary. So that means when I know who I am, there's a way I will function better. I don't know if you know that. It's like, it's like, a, it's like this handkerchief now. Imagine you don't know what it is for. You will just be using it just like that. You will not know, right? So now, what we are doing is, we are going to the manufacturer's plan to check what his plan was for, for this body, for this man. And we are saying, oh, so this is what he says it is. Check. This is what he says it is. Check. This is what, that is what we are doing in this camp meeting. We are going back to the original plan. Say, oh, so from Genesis, this is what God has made me to be. 
But what you know what we are what I've been doing now in this in the last couple of days is just to show us where we have gotten so many things that has changed the plan from. We're now going to step into that originality of the plan now as we progress in this camp meeting. Hallelujah. And God will be glorified. It's Jesus who he will be glorified. Hallelujah. Bless him this afternoon, this morning. Thank him, thank him. You got times and seasons in your eyes. You caught for light out of darkness. You don't need a man to be the God you are. But you have chosen come. But you have chosen to call me you are God. You are God from beginning to the end. There's no place for argument. You are God all by yourself. You are God. You are God. Sing that song from beginning to the end. There's no place for argument. You are God all by yourself. God all by yourself. You are God. You are God. 